Chapter sixty six of Half a Century by Jane Grey Swisshelm. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Meet Miss Dix and go to Fredericksburg. I sat downstairs for the first time after a two weeks' illness when Georgie Willets of Jersey City came in saying, Here is a pass for you and one for me to go to Fredericksburg. A boat leaves in two hours and we must hurry. For several days the air had shuddered with accounts of the terrible suffering of our men, wounded in the battle of the wilderness, and a pall of uncertainty and gloom hung over the city. I made a tuck and a queen's cloth dress, donned it, selected a light satchel, put into one side a bottle of whiskey and one of sherry, half a pound of green tea, two rolls of bandage, and as much old table linen as packed them close, put some clothing for myself in the other side, and a cake of black castile soap for cleansing wounds, took a pair of good scissors with one sharp point and a small rubber syringe as surgical instruments, put these in my pocket, with strings attaching them to my belt, got on my shaker bonnet and a large basket shawl and tin cup, was on board with Georgie an hour before the boat left. It had brought a load of wounded from Belle Plain, some were still on board and suffering intensely from thirst and hard dry dressings. It was a hot day and we both went to work giving drinks of water, wetting wounds and bathing hot heads and hands. As Georgie passed the foot of the cabin stairs, Miss Dix was coming down and called to her, saying, What are you doing here? She made no reply, but passed on to her work, when the irate lady turned to where I was drawing water from a cooler, and asked, in a tone of high displeasure, Who is that young girl? Miss Georgie Willets of Jersey City, I replied. And where is she going? To Fredericksburg. By whose authority, she demanded, by authority of the Surgeon General, I replied. The Surgeon General has no authority to send a young girl down there alone. She's not going alone. Who is going with her? she asked tartly. I am. Who are you? I told her, and she ceased to be insulting long enough to expostulate on the great impropriety of the proceeding as well as to explain the total lack of any need of help in Fredericksburg she had just returned from that city where she had arranged everything in the most satisfactory manner hospitals had been established with surgeons and nurses there was therefore not the slightest occasion for our going further but she was about to organize relief for the men while waiting at the washington wharf to be taken to hospitals here i might be useful and here she would be glad to have me work but as for that handsome young girl she wondered at me for bringing her into such a place Georgie was not merely handsome, she was grand, queenly, and I told Miss Dix that I differed with her about the kind of women who should go into such places. We wanted young, vigorous women, women whose self-respect and social position would command the respect of those to whom they ministered. She grew angry again and said, She shall not go to Fredericksburg, I will have her arrested. I was kneeling beside a man whose wounds I was bathing, for I had not suspended my work to talk with her, who stood straight as a telegraph pole, holding a bottle which she ever and anon applied to her nose, but when she reached this climax I raised my head, looked into her face, and said, I shall not be sorry, Miss Dix, if you do, for then I shall apply to my friends Mrs. Abraham Lincoln and Secretary Stanton and have your authority tested. I went on with my work, 
she growled something and left the boat but did not disturb us further going down the river i grew worse and thought i might be obliged to return with the boat and stay at home but consulted a surgeon on his way to the front who talked with another and said there is no immediate danger in your case it is only secondary hemorrhage and with care you may go on but must not attempt to do anything you can however be of incalculable service simply by being in fredericksburg can sit down and see that people do their duty what our wounded need most is people who have an interest in their welfare friends you can do a great deal towards supplying this want this great need but be careful and do not try to work after some time this surgeon brought and introduced colonel chamberlain of maine evidently an invalid and a man of the purely intellectual type two other surgeons were with him and all three endeavored to persuade him to return to washington as his lack of health made it very dangerous if not quite useless for him to go to the front i thought the surgeons right and told him i feared he was throwing away his life in an effort to do the impossible he explained that he was in command of a brigade of eight regiments that in them were hundreds of his neighbors and pupils for he had resigned a professorship in a college to enlist said he knew his own constitution better than any one else could know it knew he would be stronger when he reached his post and that the danger would be in any attempt to keep out of danger the danger which his men must face turning to me he said if you had eight children down there you would go to them if you could we arranged that if he should be wounded so as to suffer a thigh amputation he should let me know that i might nurse him through at bell plain georgie went to look for transportation and i to the sanitary commission boat where i was introduced to mrs general barlow and miss hancock both busy furnishing hot coffee to those being embarked for washington mrs barlow was a tall superbly formed woman very handsome and full of health and spirits she looked down at me compassionately and said oh you poor little thing whatever brought you here you have sick folks enough now do sit down until i get you a cup of tea while i drank the tea she stood looking at me and said meditatively oh you queer little thing and hurried off to her work soon a colonel with a badly wounded head came on board leaned against the post and groaned i found a basin of water and a towel and began bathing his head wetting those torturing dressings and making him comparatively comfortable when she stopped in her hurried walk looked on an instant and exclaimed oh you nice little thing now i see what you were good for i could not do that but you will take care of their wounds and i will feed them that will be grand soon georgie came to say there was no transportation to be had but she had found a campbell surgeon in charge of a hospital tent and he wanted me said he was worn out and had plenty of work for both of us the doctor had a large tent filled with wounded lying on loose hay his patients seemed to want for nothing but he must needs give so much time to receiving and forwarding those pouring in from the front that he needed us he had a little tent put up for us and that was the only night i ever slept in a tent next morning while we were attending to a colonel and lieutenant colonel both of the same regiment and both badly wounded and just brought in one said to the other my god if our men in fredericksburg could have a little of this care why said i i have heard that everything possible was being done for them everything possible exclaimed one and both together began the most terrible recital of the neglect and abuse of the wounded in that horrible place 
men dying of thirst and women spitting in their faces kicking and spurning them we set down our basins georgie started in one direction and i in another to find transportation the surgeon in command of the station stood superintending the loading of oats while he looked at my pass and said he could not possibly send us adding fredericksburg is no place for a lady it is impossible to describe the condition of things there but doctor i am not a lady i am a hospital nurse the place where men are suffering must be the place for me i do not look strong but you cannot think how much i can do but madam you forget that our army is cut off from its base of supplies and must be furnished with subsistence and that we have not half the transportation we need doctor you are sending bags of oats in ambulances i do not weigh much more than one and will be worth six when you get me there he promised to send me that afternoon but i doubted him went to the christian commission tent found a man who knew me by reputation and told him they had better send me to fredericksburg or put me under arrest for i was in a mood to be dangerous he feigned fright caught up his hat and said we'll get you out of this in the shortest possible space of time an hour after i was on the way in georgia a few moments in advance i had seen bad roads in northern and western pennsylvania but this was my first ride over no road we met a steady stream of such wounded as were able to walk but comparatively few were brought in ambulances it was raining when we reached fredericksburg at four o'clock on sabbath and i went to the surgeon in command reported and asked him to send me to the worst place the place where there was most need then i'd better send you to the old theatre for i can get no one to stay there he gave me my appointment and i went to a corps surgeon who signed it and advised me not to go to the theatre i could do nothing as the place was in such dreadful condition while i could be useful in many other places End of chapter sixty six